Namaskar. Hello and welcome to P Guru's channel. I'm your host, Sri Ayer. Today, I have the pleasure of company of Dr. Subramanian Swami, former law, justice and commerce ministers and a six-time member of parliament. Dr. Swami, Namaskaram and welcome to P Guru's channel, sir. Thank you. Um, Dr. Swami, uh, yesterday or the day before that, you've been moving the Supreme Court to uh, press the case that the Places of Worship Act that was passed in 1991 by the PV Narsimha government should go. And, and perhaps there is some background to this, why you think this needs to go and on, uh, give us a little bit of perspective, sir, why it was framed. So I leave the floor to you. You can take it back as far as you want because your sure. government was in for before that. So you have some history of what happened and so on. So please take it away, sir. Yeah. Well, you know, um, uh, first of all, I'd like to say to you that uh, this act, uh, which was passed in 1991, was actually, uh, um, uh, you know, not drafted, but certainly a intention to do so of the Congress party was uh, in 1991 uh, 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 March, where we were preparing, where the, the country was preparing for a uh, election and it was actually that time the prime minister was uh, rajiv gandhi and uh, he felt that uh, that uh, the fact that he had got the lock of the ram janmabhoomi opened uh, is creating a panic now that there will be a spree of uh, muslim mosques being demolished and so uh, for the, to allay that feeling he made a rule that except for the ram janmabhoomi case which is an exception. Uh, the uh, in uh, all the religious institutions, uh, you know, masjids and um, churches and uh, of course temples and so on. They, if they stood in uh, on the soil in uh, uh, August fifteenth, nineteen forty-seven, then it cannot be demolished. It cannot be, you know, converted. It has to remain. Uh, that, uh, that that religion's uh, uh, place. So uh, it was very widely welcomed. I was a bit surprised at that time. Malnasimara was and I were very good friends when he when he brought it in. He got it passed, I think, in September, sometime in September 18th, 1991, when he was uh, prime uh, prime minister, and. Um, uh, uh, he tried to persuade me that this is necessary because you know there's panic, this, that, all that. But I, I thought that it was uh, flawed from day one. And then after that, you know, so much water has flown down the Ganga, so to speak. Um, I forgot all about it. The whole country forgot all about it after the Babri Masjid was demolished. And uh, the, the this matter has suddenly come up. Because we have been successful uh, in getting the uh, Ram Janmabhoomi adjudicated, and it was uh, rule, uh, the ruling was in favor of uh, Hindus to build the temple and a big excrescia payment and uh, land and place for building a, a, their their best uh, uh, mosque in India, and that is in what was used to be called as Faisabad. Now it's called the district of Ayodhya. So, um, and after that, the question became, and this has been, this is not RSS's view, this is not BJP's view, is not any Hindu fanatics view. They, uh, Swami Chinmayananda had convened a conference in 1964. And as far back as that, uh, with all the Sadhu Sanyasis, he said, you see, um, there are three temples today which are uh, has been demolished and a mosque being built on it. And they are fundamental to us. Ram Janmabhoomi because Ram was born there. Uh, Krishna Janmabhoomi because he was, Krishna was born there. And Kashi Vishwanath, Gyan uh, Kashi Vishwanath, uh, was because Jod uh, Shiva himself put, uh, planted the Jyotirling uh, in, the, in the Mandir. So, therefore, these are where the uh, gods, uh, you know, express themselves and therefore it's something which is 
uh, which is not like any other temple. We've got lots of Ram temples all over the country. People say, what is this one Ram temple? Because you've got so many other Ram temples. I said, no, but not at the place where he was born. Now, how do you know he was born there? That's my faith. And you can't make fun of that because then you'll have to make fun of Jesus Christ also. Or, uh, or uh, Muhammad going from uh, Al-Aqsa to, to heaven. You will have to make fun. There are lots of things which are called faith. And in faith, we believe that Ram was born there. And there's no dispute on that. There's no somebody saying, no, no, that temple, this temple. Uh, everybody ex accepts. Guru Nanak was the last one who vividly, I mean, he saw it before, just before it got demolished. He vividly said uh, that I know uh, that this is the place where Ram was born. So um, uh, the well, once that is over, there are only two left, where Krishna was born and where uh, 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 Kashi, where the Jyotirling of Shiva was uh, put there. By the way, there is a Nandi still sitting there. It hasn't been demolished. It's still <laughs> sitting there, looking in the direction of where the Jyotirling would have been. You know, waiting for it to come. So, um, so this is the position. We are not asking for all the 40,000 temples which the Mughals and the other marauding uh, uh, Muslim um, fanatics who came across uh, and, uh, you know, just were looting temples and then demolishing them. We are not asking for all of them. We are asking from the very beginning only three and those three are Ram Temple, Krishna Temple, Krishna Janakabhumi Temple, of course, and Kashi Vishwanath Jyotirling Temple. So, therefore, Gyanvapi is the one that latest has come under the discussion. Now, at the moment, and then I will hand it over to you if you have further questions. Yes. At the moment, uh, you see, I am not uh, active in this um, um, people going to Gyanvyapi uh, mosque and then entering it and so on. Our court may have given permission, so I am not in a position to comment on that. But I would say that you can't build the, uh, under the law, you want to break the law, it's a different matter. But you can't build uh, either the Kashi Vishwanath Gyanvyapi Mandir or uh, you can't and make it into a, a temple. And all now you can you build a Krishna Janmabhumi temple. Why? Because of this 1991 act. It says, except the Ram Janmabhumi, which is you know already in a, in a, a, a project in progress. Uh, except for that, uh, he said um, uh, the bill uh, said and it got passed, which said that no, uh, nothing else after this. Now. This is something which the Hindus can't accept because, uh, and I'll come to it after hearing you on this matter, um, the Hindus can't accept it because what you are saying is that an injustice was done 100 years ago, 200 years ago, or even 500 years ago, and we remember it. You mean I can't undo that uh, injustice? I mean, I have to prove that there was injustice, but once I've proved it, I should be able to get relief on it. Here it says, no, after uh, 15th August 1947, uh, no relief. So that is the core of the objection. Now I can get into more details, but uh, over to you, uh, Shri Ayer, if you want to say anything on this matter. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Dr. Swami, these two cases, that is uh, Kashi Mathura and Kashi and Mathura, um, is there anything in the 1991 law Perhaps there is a loophole that leaves room for you to interpret that, look, this is not exactly right or, or, or something. Because if you show, show it in the framing of the language itself, then perhaps I'm just, I, I have not read the things that I'm ignorant as far as reading this one is concerned. Perhaps there is a way to make things uh, be solved easily. Um, and, and I have more questions, but let's just take with, start with this. Sir. What is your thought on that? No, I was there at that time when Nasimara was moving uh, this thing. I, I, you know, I was one of his close friends. I held a position and all that. Um, and uh, I can tell you, he was very clear that uh, except for Ram uh, Temple, nothing else. 
And that has been repeated by now the Supreme Court again when they were doing this uh, Ram Temple judgment. They said, no, no more. Uh, this is the uh, final. Now let's move forward. Now, uh, uh, but the act itself is unconstitutional. I'll tell you in due course in the, of this program. But uh, I want to tell you this, that there is nothing which no loophole I can think of, or in fact, anyone can think of, according to me, uh, by which you can say, no, uh, this bill doesn't apply to these two. In the Ram Temple, there was an explicit uh, clause in the bill. So there's no, no, no question at all. There is no reference to Kashi Vishwanath or Mathura uh, Krishna uh, in, the, in the act uh, places of worship. Uh, Dr. Swami, so now the court ordered people to go in and take pictures and videos and yeah. the mob collects in front and prevents them from doing their job. Dr. Swami, see this mob, uh, you know, psychology, uh, I don't understand this, sir. There were, there were other instances where a known criminal was handed down a judgment and the mob collected in front of the high court and basically threatened the justices. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, I mean, there is a, there is a uh, erosion that is taking place before our eyes and uh, we are all concerned about it. I know where it is traceable, but that's not, this is not the program for it. I would say this, that masjid is a place for reading namaz. And how can you say that nobody can come there and walk around? And, uh, then why is the uh, Nandibul there? Why have you got parts of the temple still there as part of your structure? If anything, Hindu is, uh, you know, a kafir and therefore not. Now, so masjid is a place where even if you're not a Muslim, you can go and see. I've been to Jama Masjid, uh, you know, met the Imam uh, uh, there. He, he was uh, actually, he was, a, he was quite a controversial character, but uh, maybe because I was also controversial. So... He and I were very good friends. You see, I mean, we had very good relations. We used to meet uh, uh, very often and all that. So, but why is the mob objecting if the Hindus go and look inside and see, oh, why this is a... Yes, of course, it has evoked emotion because the truth has come out that there are buildings with swastika, with the, um, uh, with the Kamal Fool. All these things are all on the wall. The, the pillars are there. They all remind everyone uh, clearly as a, as Hindu. Yes, the people have seen it. Now, whether this Mela should have been allowed or not, I don't know. But uh, the court allowed it. And so, the, but still, out of this, nothing will come. Because that act stands in the way. So, we have to get the act out. And it is, in my opinion, unconstitutional act. Because it says it bars entry to courts. Now, there are, in our constitution, there are parts where nobody can bar anyone going to court. Article 32, fundamental right. And it's a, it's a, it is a part of the basic structure of the constitution. How can you say I can't go to 32? Any grievance I have which I think takes away my fundamental right which it does take over if I say that I believe that Krishna was born here and I must be allowed to give prayers there because that is a holy spot of Krishna's birth. Then the court says, yes, that is your fundamental right because that is Article 25. So the problem is that. So it should be scrapped. Now, all that Narendra Modi has to do is to bring in a... a, a a small amendment bill said Places of uh, Worship Act of 1991 is hereby withdrawn. And take a vote. We have got majority. BJP has got majority in both Lok Sabha and Rajya Sabha. You've got to get it through. It's not a, there's nothing constitutional about it. It's just an ordinary bill. And this ordinary bill is placing it, is being placed above constitutional um, a, uh, fundamental rights. So it's, a, it's an absurdity. But um, I would urge the, the, the Prime Minister, Mr. Modi, that uh, from your busy time, from going around Europe and, and BRICS and so many other things, please find some time for Lord Shiva and uh, for Lord Krishna 
and withdraw this uh, bill in the next session of parliament. Um, Dr. Swami, uh, if you look at the track record of the Modi government or even the UPA before that, oftentimes they let these things simmer and let the court take a call and then let the court decide. And sometimes they don't even implement that. They, they don't even mind being in contempt of court, Dr. Swami. But do you think this is how democracy should function? I'm going a little bit away from the court topic, but I'm a little aghast that there are several bench judgments, sir, Supreme Court bench judgments. There is nothing beyond that. And those things don't get implemented by their respective governments. They are in contempt of court. Nothing happens, sir. No, I, I see we are the only great achievement we have is that we have not allowed democracy to be replaced by any authoritarian, formal authoritarian system. But democracy cannot work unless the, uh, the main players in it are democratic minded, you see. And that I must tell you that we get a head start on it because Hindu is a democratic religion. You want to go this way, you go this way, you want to go this way, you go this way. You want to say there's no God, that's also okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, uh, we, we don't uh, reject them. If you uh, if you say, no, I, I want to do Arya Samaji uh, thing, uh, then of course, uh, sorry for this. Uh, uh, oh, Evie has a point to make. Evie has a point yeah, to that's make. Right. Evie is the one create all the time, he creates a problem. Uh, <laughs> So, yes. So you see, uh, this is an outrageous bill, and uh, and it's, a, it's not a bill. Yes, so it's an act. It's an uh, it's part, but an act is not constitutional. It can be challenged constitutionally. I have challenged it, but I filed the petition in two thousand twenty-one. It's still not been listed. I something mysterious going on even in the Supreme Court because this has not been listed. Simple thing that is of uh, Ramse Setu to be declared as a national heritage monument just needs one, one hearing because everything has been already done. And for the last seven years, the Supreme Court is not listing it. They never know why is that. And I can't blame the judges because they don't do the listing. The listing is done by the bureaucracy of the Supreme Court. So what's going on? I don't know. But this one, you see, the Prime Minister is from Varanasi. He, he should be, all the Varanasi people should go to his house and tell him, please, sir, uh, have this bill be withdrawn. It's a, a simple majority vote. This act should be withdrawn by a simple resolution of parliament. I mean, a simple bill that the bill so-and-so for so-and-so date, uh, the this act so-and-so and so of, uh, is hereby uh, withdrawn. And take a vote. <laughs> Dr. Swami, there is precedence of such act, similar measures being taken in other cases where you have suggested it. And of course, obviously, you have not been given the credit, even a simple thank you, Dr. Swami, for suggesting us this simple path. And, and I have my own doubts, Dr. Swami, whether in this case, this is going to happen. Dr. Swami, I, I, I get back to a more fundamental thing here. I mean, how long is this kind of a democracy going to go on? Sir? Three, the people have given a 303 member vote to this government to say, darn it, do something. And, and, and there are people in the country who think that they are special. See, that is the problem. To, to yeah. me, I say everyone is special or everyone is normal. That is a Hindu look at life. Yes. And, yeah. and, and this, 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 this simple realization people are refusing to accept. And, and, and how do we see a way out of that one? So I'm sorry, sorry, again, we are going a little away from the topic, but tell us how do we get around this? Well, first of all, I mean, these are long term. We have, we have acquired this kind of malady, this kind of weakness or sickness, uh, debilitation of democracy over a very long period, 70 years. And this was, it began by 
the Jawaharlal Nehru period saying that people, uh, Jawaharlal Nehru didn't say it, of course, but it was widely spread that coming politics is dirty, going to politics is the worst thing you can do. When I gave up a Harvard professorship and IIT professorship and then joined uh, politics, people thought I was nuts. And uh, people, of course, many people predicted that I'll get sick in one year and go back to Harvard, but I didn't. Uh, Mrs. Gandhi to herself told me she thought I would do that. And that's why she sacked me from IIT, she said, because she thought that I would go back to America. Now, I feel that in every family, people should not worry. I, you know, in India, all politicians, families who have made lots of money want their children to be in politics also, because that's that's protection. And the Nehru family is a classic example of them, you see. So you just can't get away with it because you have, you know, so many things uh, uh, which you have, uh, we have you stand to lose if you are, you get out of politics. So that, uh, but people, educated people giving up profession, you see America. I mean, the people used to call uh, George Bush the second uh, a dumb guy, but he's a Harvard MLA, uh, Harvard MBA, you see. I, I, I've seen, I've not seen any American politician who is not a, a you know, well-educated or lawyer. Uh, the vice president is a, was a flourishing lawyer. Um, that is uh, uh, Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris right. Yeah. So um, uh, I, I I would say in our, in our tradition is that uh, knowledgeable people enter politics. You see Mahabharat, you see Ramayana, all scholars everywhere. Even Ravan was a scholar. You see. So uh, today we have people who have uh, I mean they have bogus degrees but they have no education and they feel embarrassed when you point out their mistakes. I won't tell you whose mistakes are pointed out and became a big embarrassment on your show, uh, but you, you know it very well. And uh, I, I think that it's very sad what's happening today. People today tell me, why are you criticizing the prime minister? I said, I'm not criticizing prime minister, I'm criticizing the policy of the prime minister. They said, no, no, but even that weakens the party. I said, go by democratic traditions. Take what happened in uh, in Britain when Chamberlain was uh, advocating alliance with Hitler. The, his own minister, uh, Churchill, uh, went on a rampage against it that Hitler is a, is a devil, everything, well, this is appeasement, all that. And nobody said that, you know, you're on the same party, so don't do it. And in the end, he was vindicated and he became prime minister. But here, I mean, unless you can't have a vibrant democracy unless you are able to debate, disagree, be friends after disagreement, agree to disagree. You see, so that uh, that that's what you need. But it'll come because uh, people thought uh, when the emergency declared that the Indian Indian, uh, Indian uh, you know uh, now. Uh, democracy will never come back. When Mrs. Gandhi held the elections, everybody said, oh, she'll win hands down. But who, uh, she uh, she lost, but who who defeated her? Not the educated people of India, the whole South India to which we both belong. They voted for her and the emergency. Whereas these illiterate UP walas, BR walas, uh, they wiped her clean. That's how we got majority. If they hadn't wiped her clean, we wouldn't have got the majority. Not one seat in UP, not one seat in Bihar, not one seat in Madhya Pradesh. Just couldn't believe it. Or in Himachal, or in Punjab, or in, uh, in Haryana. So, uh, this, uh, this common sense of the Hindu, Hindu is uh, democratic. I include Buddhists and uh, Jains and also in that in it. And uh, I'm not talking about other religions because I don't know whether they are democratic or not because I haven't studied it. But I studied Hindu and Hinduism is structured on variety of opinions, debate, shastrat. So these are the things that have to be educated to the people. 
the Hindu tradition means the loftiest democracy. You see, even Mahabharat, Krishna goes even in the last minute and says, okay, give us five, five villages. And there's no need for him. He was God. But yet he goes and explains. In Gita, Krishna says to Arjuna in the right at the end of the 18th chapter, now I have taught you everything I know. But it is for you to decide how to proceed. Have you ever heard any theology anywhere in the world where the God says, I have told you whatever I know, but you decide how you want to go. They all give commandments. See, this is what has saved India's democracy. But then, uh, since now the, the Hindu, the Hindu uh, awareness is growing, maybe democracy will get a new lift. And I hope the younger generations come and they debate, they discuss. They don't become enemies because they don't agree with you. That sort of thing we need. Thank you, Dr. Swami. I think uh, I'm done with my questions. And there are a few questions from our viewers, sir. And with yeah, your permission, right. we can start putting yeah, them. Yeah, First yeah. question, please. Yatish K.O. wants to know, if Muslim doesn't give Kashi and Mathura voluntarily, then will you demand justice for all Hindu temples destroyed by invaders? <laughs> you see, um, <clears throat> first, ask me this question after I have finished my work on Mathura and Kashi. Don't ask me now if this, if that. See, in, uh, in, uh, in, uh, in uh, uh, what we call as the uh, uh, war, uh, war, war, war uh, theories, you see, there's never a, a hypothetical thing done. You, you have to chart, this is the way it's going and this is the way it's going to happen and what do we do there. Today, I would say, don't think about all these temples. I mean, any of the temples you won't be, won't be even able to build. Because uh, they, locally, nobody is there to take it over. So we need to do a lot more. We need a financing system. I am a, law, a legal advisor to the Hindu Dharma Acharya Sabha. And the Hindu Dharma Acharya Sabha, when uh, when uh, Swami Dayanand Sarsati was alive, he had started producing a program by which all temples of India will be uh, with, uh, with the government will be handed over to the Hindu Dharma Acharya Sabha, Hindu Dharma Acharya Sabha, after you know cleaning it up, uh, will hand it over to new trustees to run it. So, uh, you know, these are the things that need to be done first. I think, as far as uh, these two are concerned, I don't even think that the Muslims can stop it. Mathura and Kashi, the moment. Uh, uh, my petition is uh, heard by the Supreme Court is bound to be, uh, I'm, I, I think I'm very confident of winning it and uh, this will be struck down and uh, I hope uh, to, not to give me credit, Modi will at least one day before go to parliament and <laughs> have it withdrawn. <laughs> so uh, I, I think uh, uh, after that, Kashi, Vishwanath and Mathra will come. Then, then let's discuss, you see, there are, I, I, I tell you, those temples which have been um, destroyed, some of them you can see it today, even if they are not those special temples like Kashi Vishwanath or, or uh, Ram Mandir where Ram was born or Krishna Mandir where Krishna was born. So those are just people have got together and said, okay, let's have a Ram temple here or a, a Shiva temple here. Those are the temples which have been... Uh, prospering all through centuries, which have been taken over, looted, and so on. So we can't allow that history of ours to be forgotten, because then you'll have to relive it again. Those who forget their history will, uh, are always bound to relive. So we have to continue this pressure with the Muslims. You can build, the, the interesting thing is, masjid can be built anywhere. And it can be demolished also. This Erdogan or someone from Turkey, he has 110 masjids. He did, he he sent bulldozers to knock it out so they could have a highway smoothly. And then some people told him, "Why are you doing that?" He said, "I'll build another. I'll give them another spot to build it." 
A masjid is not a masjid. You can do namaz in, in your drawing room. You can do it on a railway platform. You can do it on the open road. Masjid is just a congregation center. It has no other significance. Whereas if you say Ram was born someplace or Krishna was born somewhere, that has significance. Or if you have done Pranapratishta Puja, and Pranapratishta Puja according to the Vedic edicts, then I would say, yes, that temple is special. But people build temples all over India. Not necessarily by Pranapratishta Puja or by the Agama Shastras. So, uh, I think this business of 40,000, can we get back? We can back if the Hindus become one, united. Uh, forget their caste, religion, I mean this Navarna and all that. It's all out of date. Say themselves, we are Hindus. We have survived so many centuries, which other countries have not. And so, uh, we are now going to modernize uh, according to the current system, but we will be fundamentally Hindus. Then I will see, I tell you that nobody will touch these temples. The next question from Mandar Karnik. What is the reason for the erosion of the power of the court? <laughs> Some people say the power of the court is vastly increased. They are interfering in everything, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think, you see, nobody can say, can erode the power of a court if they know the constitution. The problem comes when people become frightened. I know today uh, ministers are shivering uh, about Mr. Modi. When I make free, free comments, they get very nervous. They are good friends of mine. But this is uh, your, the power of the human being is being eroded. Democracy is therefore being eroded. So power of the court uh, is bound to be, uh, you know, um, uh, there must bound to be erosion. But still, I would say of all the institutions today we have, the court is still by far the most independent, relatively. Next question, please. Karthik Sharma wants to know, if a mob blocks court orders, can Gyanwapi mosque be taken under government control, like temples, to preserve law and order? Oh, a lot of temples, a lot of mosques and churches have to be taken over. Do you know there was a church? This, this I learned when I went to America. I found Vishwadha Parishad buying churches and converting them into temples. Yes. So yes. I was shocked, you see. I told them, can you do this? I mean, one of the people, local people uh, object. They said, no. They told us that once the cross is removed from the church, it just becomes a building. And we can't maintain it anymore. People are not coming anymore. They are not giving us donations anymore. So we are closing. So uh, the best buyer was the Vishwadha Parishad. So he sold it to them. So Masjid is also like that. But ours, say, in ours, you see, we only value those temples, except for remembrance and so on. We have pictures of God the same way in villages you have small, uh, you know, temples built. But those are not built according to our Shastras, the Agama Shastras or, uh, or uh, the various prayers that, uh, that you have to do in the 40 days of uh, fasting that you have to do before you start. All these uh, rigors are not followed in most of the temples. So there will be four lakh uh, uh, temples all over the country which are in government control. In but the second point is a very valid point. Why is it that if you can take over a temple uh, of, of, for its financial management only, which is what my judgment, Sabanaikar judgment established uh, for the finance, why I cannot take over these walk-up boards and uh, masjids and so on for financial management, uh, mis uh, you know, uh, misappropriations. That we have not taken over a single masjid, we have not taken over a single institution of the Muslim or the Christians. How is that possible? That they're all been very clean and nothing has happened. It's only the Hindu temples which have been uh, defalcating on the money. 
So that is the situation. So I would say that uh, um, if um, <clears throat> uh, we should proceed according to the Constitution has provided all the um, uh, instruments for you to get this done. But it must be done. Today, I, I, I gave you the, I began by saying, what is there to stop Modi from withdrawing the Places of Worship Act? It's an ordinary act. It's an act of parliament. And it's unconstitutional. So withdraw it. What is it? What is stopping? What is stopping uh, Modi government from making Ram Setu as a national heritage monument so that no government in the future can touch it? There's no answer. Why was it necessary for BJP to take over uh, temples in uh, Arunach, um, uh, anyway, Uttaranchal, Uttarakhand, for which I had to go to court? You see, I mean, it is ridiculous. In fact, uh, there's a lot of um, uh, you know sarcastic smiles when I went to court. A BJP man opposing a BJP government <laughs> for doing an un-BJP act. Um, <clears throat> Dr. Swami, um, I'll, I'll go to the next question, but just before that, one simple question, sir. The, the, the way India's government is supposed to work, the Prime Minister is first among equals. So, which part of this doesn't the Prime Minister understand? And don't the Council of Ministers understand? They are fully within their rights to disagree with a resolution, sir. I mean, as much as you say that they are scared, what is there to be scared about? What's the worst that can happen? You're doing nothing anyway. <laughs> well, see, uh, as Roosevelt once said, uh, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. You see? <laughs> so... Uh, how can I, if if you think that you know I can lose my job, uh, and you know then the society will start disregarding me, uh, then that panic uh, makes you weak, uh, or that you know the uh, supposing I attack the prime minister and all kinds of filthy guys start sending me filthy uh, tweets. Uh, well, I mean, they do, but I won't care less. You know, most of them are two, two followers, 10 followers, 15 followers. All a big joke. We, I know they are all paid for. So well, I let them have some payment at least. So I don't, but most people feel very bad because they are very crude. They are not, they are bound to be crude because they are uneducated. They've been picked up from the gutters so that they will do their bidding. Is It is actually organized by the uh, Prime Minister's uh, office itself, an officer of that. So I caught him, I sent it to the Prime Minister. This is, this is what this gentleman is doing. Uh, so I think, you know, this fear uh, is, why did the South India vote for Indira Gandhi and uh, uh, despite being much more educated compared to uh, North India? which are poor and illiterate people wanted me to vote Mrs. Gandhi out. Why are, why are the uh, uh, people in Tamil Nadu, uh, the Brahmin, so-called Brahmin community, complaining that they are being uh, picked upon, but they are not willing to unite? So these are, uh, you know, uh, issues which uh, you have to develop. Some people will have to develop. The, the Sadhu movement, we owe to Ashok Singhal. He is the first person who brought Shadus together as if he's, you know, he's assembling a political party. I mean, that's how people used to tease him about. Of course, he was not at all politically minded. And, uh, and the movement came. And this, and this uh, Kumbh, Kumbh Mela. Kumbh Mela, uh, one crore people come without a penny from the government. And there's never a major incident at that place. Everybody comes only for puja, do the puja and go back. There are no, no snafus in railway stations, nothing. And people don't even notice that uh, Kumbh Mela has taken place. So we have a long tradition on this. This has to be brought back. That is why I say Hindu Renaissance. I'm not saying that everything in the past you have to accept. But 
the fundamental principles should be imposed. Next question, please. Karthik Sharma wants to know, Meenakshi Jain's book said a mosque was built in 1960s on Krishna Bhumi temple land acquired illegally. Is that the main mosque in question? No, <laughs> no, not at all. The, there was in 1965, some rich people who were Hindus approached the Muslim clerics and said, let's have an agreement uh, that this part we will have a temple uh, which you have demolished, we'll rebuild it. And the other part is your masjid, you can pray. And that agreement was signed in 1965. Uh, incidentally, we have to overcome that also, that you sign an agreement, broke it. How do we know you will not break it again? Another agreement. Uh, but the problem uh, with that agreement is that the portion which was left for namaz, I mean for, yeah, for the Muslims, that is the portion whom, according to our faith, Krishna was born. So he got the wrong end of it, you see. So we have to therefore get the whole thing and tell them, we'll help you build another, like in uh, in uh, in Ayodhya. Uh, we are building, we are hugely helping to build a magnificent uh, masjid. We'll help here also. But Krishna was born there. I, uh, we cannot, uh, we can never compromise on that. That has Next. to, has to be. Uh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Next question, please. Sorry, sir. I thought you were done. No, no, no. Himanshu wants to know: Is there anything sensible about lack of organization in Hindu temples? What do you see prospects of getting all temple priests on Twitter representing the temples? Yes, I think uh, we have to work towards it because it's uh, we are not habituated to uh, to that kind of discipline. Uh, it has to be cultivated and so on. But there has been progress. I gave you the example, uh, Swami Chinmayananda, at the request of uh, Ashok Singhal, created this Ram movement uh, by bringing all the sadhus and sannyasis together. Uh, then Swami Adhan and Saraswati of Coimbatore about uh, Arshvidya Gurukulam uh, uh, they he was a genius I mean I never had so much pleasure talking to a, uh, a, a, a sadhu as I with him you know I'm so articulate so articulate so knowledgeable I he we had once a Hindu Israel uh, Hindu Jew um, uh, conference to see whether we can come together. So the Jews said, "You are uh, multi-theist, multi-theist. I mean, poly, uh, you know, you have many, many gods and so on. We have only one." So um, uh, Dayanand Saraswati told them, "Yes, uh, Bhagwan, we have many, but Ishwar, we have only one." So manifestation, multi-manifestation of God, but the God is only one. And on that, the Israelis formally declared that Hinduism and, and Judaism have no conflict. So, I mean, the same way today, uh, we need people who can organize. And uh, there are growing uh, things, but I find uh, even here, uh, you know, if they take a stand which is not to the liking of the government, uh, the government gets rough with them. Some of them are very tough. You can't touch them like the Shankaracharya of, uh, of Puri. He is a great scholar and he is afraid of nobody. But uh, generally speaking, even today for uh, sadhus and sannyas to come back together, to the, the power, fear of the people in power is very strong. These are the things that have to be overcome. But it can be done. India is India is a country which hasn't got one. You know, every other religion that you can think of major outside the country, they have a pope or the equivalent of a pope. They have a book, which is a Quran or an equivalent of Quran like Bible. And uh, they have a, a one holy place where everybody has to go. So, but Hindus, they don't have one book. They don't have one uh, God or even a, a, a Messiah. And uh, we 
uh, you know, we, we don't follow the same principles. We have lots of principles. Of course, the overall contradiction is minimal. But uh, this is what makes the Hindus uh, so democratic-minded. Because we allow for differences, we allow it, we discover it, discuss it. So today, uh, you know, lack of organization is a problem, I agree. But the question is, the process is on. And if Swami Dayanand Saraswati had lived longer, by, by now it would have been there. Pejawar Mutt also, Swami also passed away. Now from the uh, newer uh, uh, Mathadishis, we have to uh, get them together again, once again. And I'm working on it. I just recently went to go um, to Ahmedabad to meet the uh, general secretary in charge of the now in charge of the Hindu Dharma Acharya Sabha. I hope we can do that. Thank you, sir. Next question from AJ. Why is it constitutional for the court to allow places of worship act? Why did the court slash church not object to Rajiv Gandhi? No, no. See, the question is uh, why is it constitutional? It is never. Uh, 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 held constitutional or unconstitutional because nobody challenged it. I mean, I'm the first one who has gone to challenge it. But the thing was passed in 1991 and 2001 is when I filed it. There were, there's one other person who filed it after me. But the, the, but the you know the fact of the matter is that doesn't matter because ultimately we're going to be clubbed. But the fact is that uh, it took so many years. To, you know, 1991 to 2000. Uh, uh, 21, that's almost 30 years, uh, for even to ch challenge it, saying that it's unconstitutional and so on. We lost a lot of time on that. So, uh, I don't think the question of uh, uh, the court allowing, not allowing is not the, the issue. Somebody has to go to the court. The court uh, taking so much of notice is a very, very rare thing. It doesn't happen in religious matters. But I do agree with one aspect of the question that uh, the uh, Christians and the Mus uh, Muslim institutions also should be subject to the same uh, scrutiny as the Hindu uh, temples are. And that is what, uh, and that the extreme form you see in, uh, in Tamil Nadu, where they are, uh, you know, they treat this as, as if the Mughals uh, treated or, or Genghis Khan or. Uh, or, or many of the other invaders who treated our temples just as a place to loot. Next question, sir, from Vijay Balebail. What is stopping us from removing Endowment Act? Uh, your state governments, because these are not central governments. Uh, yes, center perhaps can override it and say that uh, we are amending the constitution to say that the all endowment acts would be central. Uh, but that doesn't mean the problem is over because you need really good people there who, who uh, have to do it. There are good people all over in our country. I mean, it's not, the, look at the, uh, uh, these ISKCON people, I mean, how they are managing institutions and with such cleanliness, with such beauty and, and lovely food that they, they prepare for anybody who comes at a very low price. So there are, uh, and, and these are newer organizations, they are older organizations, Ravi Shishi, Ravi Shankar, uh, amazing. I mean, uh, you have to go there to see how amazing it is, how it was one uh, person has been able to do it. So these are uh, uh, not the issues, the issues is that the motivation has to grow that uh, we have to uh, free our temples and uh, make them. And yes, if there are misappropriations, they do happen, misappropriation. But then you must, uh, you must hold an inquiry for which there is a provision. Tirupati is the richest, but everything is accounted there. There have been attempts to sort of sully its reputation because it stands as a force against certain political parties uh, by, by inclination. So therefore, um, uh, some uh, uh, scurrilous material has appeared against the 
Tirupati. But Tirupati, I have personally studied it. It's uh, magnificently man managed. Everything is so clockwork that you, you have yourself gone there, you must know. Yes, sir. Yes. And yes. There's, no, there's nothing government there. Although they also are part of the, uh, the this act. But uh, they are now the 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 sadhu sannyasis become so powerful that they are able to uh, to work in harmony with the government, and the government is also uh, at least most governments have been very very helpful. The Congress government and, and Chandrababu Naidu's government gave a lot of trouble, but uh, now it's back to normalcy. And this is the last question, Dr. Swami. Um, AJ wants to know what would a law look like to protect abandoned mandirs at least 100 years old across Bharat, a law with teeth and clear implementation? Well, it's a wonderful idea. And, uh, you know, you should, uh, wherever you live, you get hold of uh, four or five lawyers. If you have friends, tell them to draft it for you. Uh, these are uh, These are ideas which you have to give to lawyers because they are otherwise so much busy going from one case to another. So you you have to take initiative on that. I'm not going to take initiative on that just now because I have some pending work which I must complete. And, you know, this will take me away. But I do think it should be done. It should be done by the government, but the government is not doing it. So, uh, therefore, people uh, must do it themselves. Um, that brings us to a close for today's program. Dr. Swami, I would like you to just hang on after we go, go offline, sir. There's one thing I need to discuss with you, sir. Uh, but viewers, in one hour's time, we are going to have Sri Omind, Dr. Omendra Ratnu of Nimittakam talk about the 800 Pakistani Hindus who have been sent back and under why were they sent back. Please do tune in for that. And with this, Dr. Swami, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts on this, sir. I think we have covered a lot of new ground food for thought and, and I think it was a wonderful wonderful uh, session that we had sir and from the bottom of my heart thank you very much sir Jai Shri Ram, Jai Shri Ram.